The Austrian and Chicago schools were born in the midst of crises in economic theory, at times when the classical laissez-faire model of Adam Smith faced unprecedented challenges from the critics of capitalism. The Austrians rescued classical economics from the socialist Marxist threat in the late 19th century, while the Chicago school countered the Keynesian challenge of the 20th century. Let's begin by examining the roots of the Austrian school. Adam Smith and the Origin of Classical Economics Classical economics, led by Adam Smith, J.B. Say, David Ricardo, and John Stuart Mill, revolutionized and transformed Western civilization in the 18th and 19th centuries. The classical economists introduced the principles and policies of the Enlightenment within the field of political economy, rejecting the old mercantilistic policies of protectionism, state monopolies, and colonialism, they proposed a radical change favoring free trade, limited government, balanced budgets, the gold standard, and laissez-faire. In short, maximum economic freedom. Adam Smith, 1723-1790, a student of the Scottish Enlightenment and founder of the classical model, built a system of natural liberty in his magnus opus, The Wealth of Nations. Published in 1776, the Wealth of Nations was a declaration of economic independence against the prevailing doctrines of protectionism and state interventionism. Very little progress had been achieved over the centuries in Europe because of the entrenched system known as mercantilism. The commercial and political powers believed that wealth was finite, and thus one nation grew only at the expense of another. Consequently, they favored government-authorized monopolies at home and supported colonialism abroad, sending agents and soldiers into poorer countries to seize gold and other precious commodities. Smith carefully delineated the host of high tariffs, duties, quotas, and regulations that aimed at restraining imports, production, and employment. A former professor of moral philosophy at Glasgow University, Adam Smith denounced high tariffs and other restraints of trade as counterproductive. Trade barriers hurt the ability of both countries to produce, he said. For example, by expanding trade between Britain and France, traditional enemies, both nations would gain. If a foreign country can supply us with a commodity cheaper than we ourselves can make it, better buy it of them. Smith favored a controversial solution, the free movement of labor, capital, money, and goods. Milton Friedman states, Adam Smith was a radical and a revolutionary in his time just as those of us who preach laissez-faire are in our time. Critics contended that Smith's radical idea would lead to economic disaster and instability. To the contrary, Smith promised that the dismantling of state regulation of trade, prices, and employment would lead to universal opulence which extends itself to the lowest ranks of the people. His eloquent advocacy of natural liberty fired the minds of a rising generation. His book literally changed the course of politics over the next hundred years, dismantling the old mercantilistic doctrines of protectionism and human bondage. It was a perfect companion to the American Revolution of 1776 and precursor to the Industrial Revolution of the 19th century. The invisible hand has come to represent Adam Smith's model of economic freedom. In The Wealth of Nations, Smith argues that if individuals are left to their own devices, pursuing their own self-interest, they will generate a self-regulating and highly prosperous society. 
George Stigler called Smith's invisible hand doctrine the crown jewel of economics. Smith had one overwhelmingly important triumph. He put into the center of economics the systematic analysis of the behavior of individuals pursuing their self-interests under conditions of competition.